Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. Hey guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, and we have a guest coming back who is now a friend of mine, Dr. Janice Gassam. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'm so excited to be talking with you again and to that we've developed this friendship out of what started as me coming on your podcast and then the Forbes interview with you and then all of these things. Yes. No, we're connected now. So now we're connected. So tell the people a little bit about what you do, your credentials, because you're so humble, but just introduce yourself and share some of your accolades. Sure. So I guess, where do I begin? Uh, So I have a PhD in organizational psychology. And uh, two of the main things that I do right now is so I teach business courses to graduate and undergraduate students. And I also have my own business called BWG Business Solutions. And the primary focus of my business is helping provide companies with guidance around diversity, equity, and inclusion. So this has been a fun and busy year for me. But I also I write for a number of different publications. And I write about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I also have a podcast on uh, called Dirty Diversity about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I just released a book in June on the same topic of fostering equity and inclusion in the workplace. Absolutely. So you have credentials upon credentials upon credentials, which does not surprise me because a lot of the women that I interact with have all these credentials. And despite having all of these credentials, you have all these credentials. So the book just came out, but everything else she mentioned, she already had. So I didn't help with any of that. She came with all this juice already. And so when I first met you and you were talking about your credentials and what you were doing, and you'd spoken on some large stages, right? You had already spoken for companies like H&M and Yale and some of what was another one of your large clients? Uh, PayPal and Venmo. And I want to say Pearson, not Pearson. Um, there's another uh, publishing company. The name is just escaping me now. But yeah, I had some of these larger clients, but you know, things have definitely accelerated um, in the last three months. And I owe a large part of that to you and just the help that you've provided me with, because I would not be at the point that I am at in my business without the help that you provided me with. Oh, thank you so much. But I mean, you came with the stacks and you were not a afraid to raise rates when <laughs> when I was like, Mm-mm, this is yeah. not work. So, okay, yeah. we'll get to all of that. I'm so excited. So I have to go in order. Where was your business at uh, profit wise last year? So before we started working together, what where was your business at profit wise? Because you already had a full time job. You were already set on that rate. This was kind of like your play money, like what you did for fun. So where was BWG at profit wise then? And then we'll talk about where you're at now. So, you know, and I just realized that so profit wise 2019, I made $19,000. But that price also includes my Forbes profits because I make money writing with Forbes. So that profit that I made is partially Forbes. So I would say my BWG sole profits was about 10,000 last for all of 2019. Okay, awesome. And then let's talk about the first time we actually worked together. Because I think you came, yes, I remember. Okay, you came to me with a contract. It was a monthly contract, right? Yes. We don't share any names of the clients or anything like that. But I remember looking at the contract and saying, like, this isn't going to work. We need to do a call. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, like, I, you know, I realized, so I landed my first, like, prior to last year, all I was really doing was workshops and training. So I go into companies. Yeah, exactly. One off, not like series of trainings. So just workshop, one off workshops and trainings. And I had never engaged in a, a retainer sort of relationship where a company has me work with them for a number of months. So in the process of kind of uh, talking with this company that wanted me to come on, I was thinking I need, you know, when I was speaking with my friends and they're like, you need someone to like help you draft up the contract. And I immediately thought of you and I was like, oh, I have a friend who's a lawyer 
lawyer, but she does more like criminal type of things. She doesn't do business law. So you were the only person in my Rolodex that I immediately thought of that I was like, I know Ashley does. I know through your social media and, you know, I'm an avid listener of your podcast. So I knew you do business law. You have mobile general counsel. You do trademark, you know, all of the things related to businesses. So I immediately thought of you. I know I sent you some DMs and then we went back and forth. I sent you the contract that I was going to propose to this company and you looked at it and you're like, girl, mm, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and then eventually, so you, I read, that was the first like time I reached out to you sort of for that, for help around that. And you, it was, you helped me to draft up a contract. And so one thing that I do is I undervalue myself a lot. And in, within the contract, some of the things that I had, you were just like, girl, this ain't, nah, you can't be doing this. You can't be doing 511 trainings and this and that and this and then this rate that you quoted them at is way below like you should have and what I love about you is you're always reminding me of like my value because you know as a woman I want to be humble I don't want to be like oh I'm doing this I'm doing that but I also think you have to like let people know as well like you're credentialed you're because otherwise people are going to walk all over you and not pay you with what you're worth so I love that when I that first time when I worked with you you were just like girl you you know you write for Forbes you have done a TEDx you have a PhD why are you like quoting them at this rate, this is, and that's what I needed to hear, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, you know, you're right. Because I think I go through, and I'm sure a lot of us have that imposter syndrome where we're like, am I worth that much money? Should I be like charging them that? So just like that first time we worked together, I was just like, it was so helpful for me. And just listening to the feedback you gave in that I felt like, oh, I'm doing these online kind of virtual trainings. And, and you're like, that doesn't matter. You, your rate is your rate. It doesn't matter if it's in-person, virtual, on a boat, on a train, whatever, your rate is your rate. So I just, I think in that first time that we worked together, I learned so much. And I know that my contract could have been probably double what it was, but it was much, much higher than what I would have even asked for. Yeah, I think we could only get that. I think we may have squeezed an extra like 7,500 or 10,000 out of that one. That was just the beginning because what's a PAC? Did we mention that? PAC? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Renee, clarify your question for us. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, you can't ask questions. But if you were watching live in the group, you could ask questions. So just clarify what you mean by that or what you heard and we'll answer your question. But I wanted to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned. One, humility. You are a humble person. However, however, you... People sometimes get it confused, like you're a humble person and that you don't put anyone else down, right? Mm -hmm. But humble doesn't mean you give away something for free. And one of the things that we've talked about before, just on the Speaker Rate of Cash podcast, is these are for-profit companies. Most yeah. of the companies that are seeking services from speakers and trainers and experts, they're for-profit. And what they try to do is manipulate us, the service provider or the vendor into thinking, oh, you know, we're only going to use it for this purpose, or we're only bringing you in for a couple of hours a week. And the first thing that we did, the first mindset shift was taking you from thinking about yourself hourly to thinking about yourself as like a value-based service provider. So we don't price by the hour anymore. We're, we're done with that. Yeah. And that alone really helped you to shift into, okay, maybe I'm only on the phone for an hour, but the value of that session is $1,500, $1,700. And so I'm not going to charge them by the hour. Because when you charge by the hour, you only have so many hours in a day and it prevents you from working with other clients. So tell me about how was that for you thinking like getting out of that? I'm charging by the hour to, okay, I could just charge a set rate. I think that that definitely helped to save me a lot of time because when I set a rate, it's not including like if I'm charging per hour for a workshop, I'm not taking into consideration the time I spend developing the workshop and all of the after work I do, whether that's sending out surveys or anything like that. So I think I'm definitely, I need to just have in my mind what I feel my value is. And 95% of the time, companies are willing to pay that. Like what shocked me is that I always had this fear that if I throw out a number that's too high, companies would be like, uh, no, and I don't want to work with you. That number is ridiculous. How dare you think that we're going to pay you that much money? But literally the only time that that's happened 
Ashley is when you and I were working with that company for me to develop these courses. And we threw out that number and they were like, ah, that's a little outside of our budget. But they didn't say, we're not going to work with you. We're not, you know, they just said, okay, this is more within our budget. And even that we had to squeeze and negotiate. But like, I think it's a matter of like, if you ask, the worst they can say is no. They came to you, especially if they come to you and you're not trying to make them see your value. If they've come to you and reached out, you're already one half of it because a lot of it is like you having to reach out to clients and telling them why you're valuable. But it's like, if they're reaching out to you, they found me. I didn't come up to them. So it's like, if I throw the number out and they don't want to pay it, it's like, but I think it's a matter what you've really taught me is like being staunch and like not accepting below market value because I've done a lot. Like 2018, when my business started, I did a lot of like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do it for like, there was a company in a European company that wanted me to do a series of webinars. They said that they didn't have, they're starting out, they couldn't pay me and they wanted, they felt like an even exchange was exposure. And that frustrates me a lot where companies are like, we don't have the funds, but we'll give you exposure. And I feel like at that point, I didn't think about the fact that they found me. I did not find them. You reached out to me, but then you're asking, you expect me to do free labor. And even then I said, well, I'm not doing this for free. So they're like, oh, we'll give you 500. It was for four webinars that they are now replaying, 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 replaying for their audience. And that was, you know, my fault. I can't even fault them. for That was my fault for accepting that. Off the top, I should have said, I am not accepting that. And I think that in working with you, I've really learned that like my rate is my rate and it's non-negotiable. And that's if you can't pay it, you got to, you know, level up and get to the point where you can pay it, but not really uh, compromising on that. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple. It's like level up or leave. And the thing is, and I think we take on more burdens than we have to take on. I'm a firm believer that your budget isn't my problem. That's not even my business. My business is based on my rates. You can either level up or leave. Like, And then we have things at different price points. So it's fine when a company tells me, hey, that's out of our budget. That's fine. That's your business. But that's not my business. I'm not going to take on that burden because every client I take on and every client you take on beneath your rate, you're still holding space for that client. And then you're not having space or time or energy for some of these higher ticket clients. And I think that that's really, really, really important to say. And then too, a lot of people are like, well, how do we figure out our rates? And I think this is the space you were in. I think I got a DM one day that was like, well, how do I calculate this? And what should I be thinking about? And I'm like, look, this came to me a couple of days ago because I had the same conversation in two or three different groups as a speaker. And I think all of you watching or listening should write this down. We don't calculate rates. We set them. I'm not over here with the calculator. Well, I got it. We set rates. We set rates. Because what happens when you start to calculate rates in your mind, what you then do is you're like, oh, well, I'm only going to be here for 30 minutes, but I'm going to be there for an hour. I should charge them so much less. I should charge them so much more. But if the value you provide in that hour is equivalent to the value you provide in 30 minutes, then that rate doesn't fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And when things went virtual, people were like, oh, well, I, I don't have to travel so I could take off the travel fee. If the value you provide virtual is the same as the value you provide in person, then you don't need to take off that travel fee. You need to, and and we need to set our rates based upon our actual, not just the value that we provide, but on our business goals. What does it take us to run an effective business? And you know, you and a lot of people listening have the luxury of having a job. And some of my clients, I see Brittany join, who's amazing. Some of our clients, similar to you, have this whole other income stream, consistent income stream, i.e. employment, which is amazing. But what employment can do is it can make you think, well, I can afford to take a lower rate. And then it prolongs you reaching your ultimate goal, which may be to bring in six, seven figures from just speaking or consulting. We don't calculate rates, we set them, okay? Because that's really what it is. And I think as women, but as Black women especially, I think some of us, like I have to do a better job of standing more confidently and saying, this is my rate, take it or leave it. And you actually said to me something that I loved in that you have to negotiate, you can't negotiate from a point of desperation. Yeah, think that like if this is your only source of income and you're like begging, you want this client, especially for me, it's tough when it's a big name client. If it's like an Amazon, when I was like thirsty to work with Amazon and they're telling me this is what we can pay you in the past, I've been like, okay, you know, because it's like a huge company. But I've walked away from some very well-known companies because they were not going to pay me what I felt like I was worth. And if they're billion dollar companies, you're asking a black person for a 
additional labor. I just was like, you know, I can't. I know I shared this story with you um, on the podcast, but a large consulting company worldwide, well-known, approached me, wanted me to do the speaking engagement on microaggressions. And the whole situation was a microaggression where I gave them my rate and they had the representative, the Black representative come up to me and say, well, I don't think, you know, we can't, that's too much. I should have been staunch with, and I was like, okay. And I lowered my rate. And then it was just too much back and forth where they didn't want me to even call them a client. I couldn't advertise them on my website. It was just a lot of stuff where I was just like, you know what? I don't, this is too much for me. And I walked away. So I think like being willing to walk away is like the most important part of the negotiation. And I think that gives you the upper hand to not settle for the lower rates. 100%. And the thing that makes our relationship unique is I basically merged speaking, consulting, and advice with my legal practice because not only was I negotiating some of these contracts and drafting them, but on the back end, I was like talking to you like, okay, girl, this is how we're going to structure this. This is how we're going to propose this. And that really makes me unique as a lawyer because I'm a lawyer, but I'm also a consultant. And I know that these companies are used to this. And what's so funny is when I first came to you and I was like, no, we're going to structure this as a 50,000 a year licensing deal. That's what we're going to propose. You were like, um, what? (laughs) I was like, what? Like that is like, that was outside of the realm of like what I felt like was possible. And I was just like, what? My head was spinning. And I just was like, and as I started doing the work for that contract that you helped me land, I was like, they should have paid me way more because it was a lot of work. You know, I was designing. So a company reached out to me to design an anti-racism course for their clients, which are, so it's like a B2B type of business. I mean, they have clients who wanted that. And I reached out to Ashley. Ashley helped me draft the contract and negotiate it. And what they were asking for was way below, like, I just didn't understand all of the pieces of the fact that I'm not only designing this course for them, but I'm also like, they own it in, what is the term? Perpetuity. Perpetuity. Yeah. Like they own it forever, which they should have paid me a lot more, but I still, that was the largest contract I've ever landed because of you. And because you helped me like negotiate that where I didn't, you know, I I think I'm very good with just accepting what companies throw at me because I'm happy to be making anything. Mm. I'm like, wow, this is, but it's like, no, you shouldn't accept that. And if it's less than what you deserve, you have to be comfortable with walking away. Yeah. So are you comfortable with me sharing some of the negotiation strategies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that was interesting to me is like, okay, so on the back end, we're talking, we're like, no, this is how we're going to do it moving forward. This is the first of many. I'm like hyping her up. Like, no, do not worry about this. This is easy. We're going to do this. And what's so funny is, although at one point you thought it was outside of the realm of possibilities, when I got on the call, you know, and I'm like, look, it's 50K a year, typically maybe for a long-term arrangement or future work, we'd be willing to work with you. But I just want you to know who you're dealing with. This is what it is. They were 100% okay with that. Like, they were like, okay, it's a little out of our budget, but let us check. And so even their response of like, okay, just let us check. We're going to work this out was very much so telling in that they knew what it was. They knew what it was. And that was so funny to, to me because we're over here like, is this possible? Is this going to work? And they're like, okay, let us just go crunch some numbers and make it happen. And at one point in the negotiation, I remember saying something to the degree of, look, Dr. Gassam is a sought after professional with over 200 Forbes articles written a doctorate degree and a wealth of clients under her belt. I am positive that you all do not want to underpay a black woman to do racism education. That can't be the case. And they're like, this is in the negotiation. And they're like, no, no, we we do not want to do that at all. Matter of fact, let us go and figure out yeah, this to happen, how we can make this happen, how we can get this to work. So I just want you all to know out there that there is something about being serious about your business that puts other companies on notice because what they thought, even the language that this particular company was using towards you, I didn't like. Like, I didn't like the language of, well, this is just going to be a bonus or what you're doing, we're not going to charge a lot of money for it or any of this. And I literally had to call them out on all of those, that limiting language they were using as it relates to the product you were providing so that we could get to a real negotiation. And that's called posturing. And that's something that we don't always do as speakers. We kind of allow clients to lead the conversation when we shouldn't, like, because we're the expert. So when client says, oh, well, this is only going to be a one-time workshop, your response could be, 
I just want to be clear. You want me to come in and transform the minds of your employees. Is that right? And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, then that has value. You'd agree, right? Oh, yes, we'd agree. Okay, excellent. Well, the money is the least of your problem. If you believe I can transform the minds of your employees based on my body of work, then the money is just a matter of us figuring out a figure. But my figure starts at this rate because I know that you wouldn't want me to come in and be underpaid when I'm talking about systems that have traditionally underpaid Black people. Like, yeah. we just got to be real with these companies at this point. Like, yeah. at this point, it's 2020. If we can't say, you don't want me to work for free because that's wrong, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on now. These companies know. Yeah, they do. And I think it's just a lot of us are willing to accept myself included scraps. And that's part of the problem is that some of us are willing to do it for so low just to kind of get our foot in the door. And I do think in the beginning, that is important doing the free engagements or doing kind of getting your feet wet, but it's body of work. Exactly. At some point, you got to say like exposure is not going to put food on the table. I'm sorry. It's not going to like the exposure is not what's going to help me right in this moment. I need money. I need money for my labor. And I think that it's a fine line and you have to get to that point. And I think everyone gets to that point where they're like, I'm not doing stuff for exposure anymore. Yep. You need money for your labor. Exactly. Hey guys, I want to come in really quickly and tell you all about the Speak Your Way to Cash course. This course is for speakers who are looking to consistently book paid speaking engagements. In short, if you are ready to speak your way to cash, this is the course you need. There are over 17 modules, you heard that right, 17, that cover getting clarity in your speaking career, branding through the press, a seven-figure sales panel, selecting your niche and finding engagement, selling your signature speech and building it out, onboarding and offboarding clients, implementation and taking it to the next level. And then let me tell you about the 10 bonus trainings that encompass the 17 trainings that you're going to get. The bonus trainings cover things like branding as a speaker, the best tools for finding engagements, determining whether a topic is viable, speech writing for success, speaking techniques, self-publishing for speakers, sales success, landing association and college clients, navigating the conference market, and so much more. You even get the exact pitch templates that I use to land college clients over and over again and the press pitch templates that I use. So look, you can get this course by going to ashleynicolekirkwood.com slash S-Y-W-T-C course. ashleynicolekirkwood.com slash S-Y-W-T-C course. Or just enter Ashley Kirkwood Speak Your Way to Cash course in Google and it should come right up. Thanks guys for listening. Let's get back to this interview. It's so true. And it's interesting to me because you made a really good point. We need that in the beginning, you're trying to get that body of work, right? And one of the things that I would say for a lot of folks, like I just did a webinar, I've done four webinars this week on speaking. Mm -hmm. And out of the 30 or 40 people that were on those different programs, like over half of them have advanced degrees. Don't think that you have to go and speak for free for 50 or 20 or 100 times when your experience qualifies you as well. So the fact that you have a PhD, the fact that you have a law degree, the fact that you've built a seven-figure business, I see Audrea on here, the fact that you've, you know, you work in education, Brittany, the fact that like some of you, if you never had a body of speeches to show them, you have a body of work that's based on your experience. And what I tell speakers to think about when figuring out what is your expertise what should you be charging? Think about the fame model. What do your friends and family say about you? What audience is willing to pay? How can you monetize in a variety of ways? And what does your education and or experience tell the market that you are an expert in? If you have that education and or experience, you just need to position properly so you don't waste time. Because the reality is, I don't care if you've never spoken in front of a corporation before. If you posture correctly on that sales call, they'll never ask. I've never had a company that was like, well, we need to see at least five speeches from you and make sure that you've done at least. They will never ask as long as you posture appropriately. And more importantly, you lead the sales call from beginning to end. So they're not, they should have questions at their specific time if you are in control of that sales process. So you really want to make sure that you aren't putting extra burdens on yourself before you need to. But you, Dr. Gassim, already had 200 Forbes articles, all these big, big, big clients under your belt. So let's say we hadn't met. We'd never worked together. And I never was like, girl, we're getting these rates up. Let's yeah. say none of that ever happened. At what point would you have on your own raised your rates or shifted to more of a licensing model or got into the 30? Because now now our new minimum is 30K. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, that's yeah. our get out of bed number, as I like yeah. to say. Like, 
Like 30K, yeah. unless you're talking 30K or above, Dr. Gasson yeah. don't got money words. She right? Money words. Honestly, I didn't even know what licensing was. You told me what that was. You're like, girl, it's one thing to create the content, but then if they own it in perpetuity forever, there needs to be an additional fee, which I was like, what does perpetuity mean? <laughs> like I went and I Googled it because I was like, I don't know. So like, I didn't even know about licensing and I didn't understand even like the language and things like that. I didn't understand that until working with you just in like a lot of it is just talking with you, listening to your podcast. I've learned a lot on your podcast a while ago. You mentioned keeping track of like being very data driven when it comes to your business and understanding how much you're making, where your clients are coming from. That was one of the most important things you said is like, where are most of them coming from? Because that's where you need to spend the energy. And I was realizing a lot of my clients read my articles and reach out to me on LinkedIn or via mm -hmm. email. So I don't, for me, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook because Facebook doesn't drive clients to me. But yep. if I notice, hey, my clients are coming from uh, LinkedIn and now Instagram, I'm trying to spend more time on there. So you really on the podcast, um, I think one of your guests was talking about, you know, being mindful of where your clients are coming from. Yeah, no, that's critical. That is critical. And before we met and you restructured, you said that your business was around 19K with Forbes and speaking engagements, even though you'd been on some of those big stages. And I want people to know this. This is where social media people have y'all messed up. I'm gonna tell y'all right now where they have you all messed up. Them cute pics, sis, is in those cute stages she's on, those big names that are oh so sexy that you love. Let me tell y'all something. They don't always pay, okay? So it's cute that she's doing it for the gram and it's cute that he's doing it for the gram or he's doing it to build his repertoire, but that does not mean they're making multiple six and or seven figures because they've spoken for some of your faves. All those women's conferences you want to speak at, the real popular ones that have like those little forms that are like, please apply to speak. Ugh. Those things, those may be great for marketing. They are not great for monetizing if you want to get paid to hit the stage. They're mm -hmm. just not, unless you're a keynote or you're a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So I know for a fact, like Lydia, one of my friends is going to be joining us. She's also now- Lydia Blanco, right? Yeah, Lydia Blanco. I'm connected with her. <laughs> yes, good. She's amazing. She also was planning some of those events. And I'm sure she'll tell you the celebrities, sure, maybe they got a check to be there. But everyone else, no, they didn't get checked. I see either. Audrey has said no freaking budget ever. ever. <laughs> like, ever. And like, you're sitting at home like, oh, I really want to speak. I really want to be. Well, then you better go to the National Association of Morticians because guess what? They got money. Okay. <laughs> it ain't sexy. They own funeral homes and they're loaded. Hello? Yeah, Write yeah. one down. Okay. Because they are paying. Yeah. <laughs> they're speakers. And I'm not saying not to do those presentations. I'm not saying not to do those presentations, but I'm saying that some of you are looking at the glitz and the glam. Some of my clients you've never even heard of, but they pay. And the reality is you all cannot get caught up, especially now during a pandemic, during COVID, and you're watching people and they're like, oh, I make all this money. This is so great. This is so cool. This is so that. At the end of the day, even the people, some of your favorite speaking coaches who are like, I do hundreds of engagements a year. My answer was always, why? If you want that, cool. Before COVID, that maybe that was working for you. But the reality is, why? Why do you have to do hundreds of engagements a year if that's not the lifestyle that you want? You have to build your business around the lifestyle you want. I was talking to Dr. Gassim. I was running the numbers. I'm like, hmm, we should do five of these deals a year yeah. and give you three, four hundred thousand dollars. That's what we need to build out as a real profit plan because yeah. you have the expertise. But them big companies, y'all. Mm -mm. I love it. A lot of them don't pay. Billion dollar consulting company is want to pay me. It's like peanuts. Yep. So like to your point, some of the largest paying clients that I've had when it comes to workshops were clients I've never heard of. Were clients I have never even heard of. Yep. consulting firm, small consult. So it's like, I think I get wooed by like the big names. I'm like, Ooh, it's this. Oh, it's that. But it's like, at the end of the day, do you want to have big name clients and no profits? Or do you want to have lots of profits? Like, so I think shifting from that mindset. And this is why people flock to things that are pretty versus things that are paid. Let me be very clear about why I have to make sure I say this the right way. Cause I don't want to, I really don't ever intend to offend anyone, but there's something about you all needing to look beneath 
the surface of, oh, he or she is a good looking influencer with a lot of social media followers and they're always on big stages. Let me tell you, that does not mean they are being paid from speaking. They may very well have an entire strategy where they get on those stages not to get paid from speaking, but to get additional clients into some additional funnel they got on the back end. It don't got nothing to do with speaking, which is fine. They know where their profits come from. But us outside looking in, we're flocking to speak at the same conferences as them. And guess what? They don't have budget which is why it's not necessarily sexy to be a professional paid speaker. The work that you, and then you talked about it. You have to put in work to get these engagements. You have to put in work to do things for these other clients. You have to have proposal processes in place for them. You have to have a body of work that they can then give to someone else. And that stuff is pretty easy to get together if you're really operating in your level of expertise. But all that glitters really isn't gold. So sure, go to the conference, buy all these big media outlets, do it, speak there. It's fine. I've done some of them, but I'm never impressed by someone who's like, who tells me like, oh no, I speak at all these big things. Cause I know I'm like, okay, yeah, they reached out to me too with that little $500. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was not there last year. <laughs> so, but yeah. my model doesn't really work like that. My model isn't one where I'm speaking for free all the time to get people into another product funnel. I like to get paid to speak unless it's for law. And then maybe we work something out. But even then, and this is the other thing, accountants that are listening, lawyers that are listening, people who have a high level of expertise. Some of you think, well, if I, I have to speak for free, if I'm going to talk about my expertise and then do a sales pitch at the end, you don't. Large corporations, I just signed a contract with a large insurance company company to come in and do a legal training that is paid. And guess what else they're paying for? Me to do six consults with some of their vendors. So I'm coming in on behalf of this large insurance company and I'm training all of their vendors across North America. And then they're going to pay me on behalf of the vendors to do consults. And then I'm still going to get to talk about all the services that our firm offers. All of it's paid. And they asked me, this large company, they were like, well, will you consider doing free consults, uh, free legal consults, because we're going to give you this platform to speak and we're going to pay you. And I told them, no, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm just not. And I was totally fine with walking away from the agreement if they couldn't do that. So they figured out a way to do it. And the reality is, even if you are an expert, even if you are getting on stage to share something and it's a big audience and a big platform, you can still ask for a budget even then. But a telltale sign of a no budget organization is one that is saying, hey, apply to speak here, check this link. And the reason for that is they are instantly commoditizing you as a speaker. Anytime a company puts up a link and like, hey, apply to speak, they're making you a commodity. They're getting hundreds of people that they can then sort through on an Excel sheet. And they're not really looking for the best in the industry. They're not really looking for the expert. They're looking for bodies to get on stage and speak. And then they're going to sell tickets and they're going to do all these other things. Unless it's a divine connection, like you know the person, you know that it works out, you want to do it and or you just want to be around them because you're going to make a long-term connection with the person. It doesn't always make sense. It yeah. just don't. Yeah. But like you said, people are wooed by the glitz and the glamour. And it looks like, oh my gosh, I'm a paid speaker. But if you're only getting $500, it's just like, and I had to get over that myself where I was just like, all these big names, but they're not a lot of times the ones that are paying. Nope, they're not the ones that are always paying. And one of the things that I'll say and that you all should really, really, really keep in mind is you're already qualified and they're calling you a lot of times. You're already qualified. And so once we get over, does it look cute, then we can start looking beneath the surface and figuring out, okay, well, where are the receipts at? And I think the same thing is true of coaches. A lot of people are like, oh, I had a bad coach or I had a horrible coach. They didn't tell me anything. They didn't help me at all. I hired a bad lawyer. And all this. Well, why'd you hire them? I mean, at this point, you can go and find people that this person has helped. Hopefully you can read their receipts and then you can make an informed decision. Don't hire somebody because they're pretty. Don't hire somebody because they have cute little photos on Instagram. Like I want to see numbers. <laughs> there's there's see a numbers. lot of coaches that will teach you how to quit your day job. And I'm just like, but where are the receipts and where, the, how do I know? Is this profitable? Because I can quit my job and do this and do that. But it's like, where are the receipts, essentially? Where are the receipts? And speaking of that, okay, so we talked about before. So you were at 19. And where are you at now with this restructuring, this new life you're living? Girl, for your audience. I, I don't give out these numbers like that. But right, um, right. so since June, mind you, I had trainings lined up in the beginning of the year. Then COVID hit. The four workshops that I had were canceled. So since June, it just in June, July, and August, and 
now I'm waiting on a check that I haven't gone to see if it's in my mailbox. I think it is there. But once that check is there, then I'll have reached the six figure mark for just June, July and August and September. So I'm excited. Like I've never ever made or crossed the six figure mark. And there's still things like, you know, you're helping me with this most recent contract. So there are still other things in the pipeline. I'm just, you know, excited. I've never seen my business at this level before. So I'm just like really, really, really excited. And I know that without the negotiations that you helped me with, I could not have done it. I just could not. This is huge. I'm super excited. So now you've crossed the six figure mark. Is that right? Yes. Okay. This is good. This is really good. And the thing is that people need to realize this is going to be doing less. Yeah. Less clients. Yeah, I I was talking to you about how I'm not a huge fan of doing workshops anymore because I think it's a lot of work. And then you do these one-off workshops. I don't think one-off workshops are effective when it comes to equity and inclusion. And I do these workshops and then I'm just tired and I'm just, but with these long-term contracts, you work with companies on kind of whatever fits your schedule type of basis. There's a lower level of expectations, but you have a longer period to really impact change. So those are the types of contracts, those five figure, six figure contracts that I'm trying to land versus doing 10 different, like I can't tell you in June, July and August, a lot of that was trainings and workshops, but a lot of it was these larger contracts you helped me with. But like, I probably did like 30 workshops from June, July and August. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like I teach full time. So it's like, it was a lot. And then trying to write all of these like 10 articles per month for, I was overwhelmed. So I think like kind of tapering back and realizing I don't need to be doing these like workshop, 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 or I should be focusing <laughs> on landing these larger contracts. Yep. And you're married to a very wise man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. My husband is always like, go with Ashley, see what Ashley, he's like, see what your lawyer friend is saying. What, you know, why are you even trying to like come up with these numbers on your own? Why don't you ask Ashley? She's there. She knows she, you know, so I think that it's been good all around. Yeah, no, it's definitely been good. I think that I just love it because it really shows that there is a way to excel in this profession and it doesn't involve the grind that everyone tells you you have to have. And I think when you first start, you do want to get some presentations under your belt. You do want to have some reviews under your belt. But we're doing at the retreat, we're talking high level stuff. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about, and I'm sorry, guys, it is sold out. So I can't say like, come to this link. So don't worry, I'm not going to sell you because it's But we're talking about like high level strategies. And then we're going to launch a Speak Your Way to Cash Academy at the end of the retreat for women just like you who want to work with me over the course of 2021 to get into these 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 contracts. And let me tell you guys something else. There is something very powerful about pitching at the $100,000 level, about pitching a $50,000 agreement, whether you get it or not. A lot of people focus on the results. And yes, Dr. Gassam has the results. Sign, seal, delivered. Them checks came. She showed me. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's funny. I actually have a framed, I have it here. Um, this is the largest check that I ever got. And I went and I got a frame and it's sitting right now on my desk to motivate me because I never would have thought I would have landed a contract that big before, but I just use that as motivation. And what's so funny is now that's the new floor. Like now we'll kiki and we'll talk and it'll be like, girl, and all they're talking about is 20K? Absolutely not. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, that's the new, and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And what's amazing to me, Ashley, is like, you know, I'm just really thankful and feeling blessed because it's been a tough year for a lot of people. And I I didn't think that my business would be booming in a global pandemic. And honestly, when the pandemic hit, I thought, how am I going to do my business? And I'll have to pause my business. And, you know, the way that things kind of just worked out, it was just like things have been really, a lot of people have been reaching out to me. So it's been a really good moment for me in my business. So I think that the help is out there. You just have to, for me, it was breaking past. So like, do I really need to make the investment? Because sometimes I, I go back and forth with myself and I'm like, I'm very frugal by nature. I'm just a very frugal person. And my husband hates that about me. I'm just like super frugal. And so he's always like, if you're spending a couple of thousand dollars, but the reward is so much bigger. Why are you like 
scared or why are you hesitant? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, so I think it was also realizing I have to invest. I've invested a lot in your services in just doing things to improve myself. And I think I've seen it manifest like tenfold. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's another good point because I remember you saying you were frugal and some people come to me and I did a whole live about this and say like, look, I'm cheap. I'm not about to spend blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, what was the deciding factor for you to actually press pay on the invoice and get it done because the reality is a lot of folks are there. They're like, should I even? Because now we have a speaker rated cash course. I think it's like $1,100 or $1,200 or whatever. That's not sold out. So you all can get that. I'll put the link in the comments. But for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not paying that much money for a lawyer. I'm not paying $5,500 to get a contract drafted. I'm not paying this. What? How did you get over that fear of investing the money? And now you've done it multiple times over. So now you're just- The way that I was calculating it in my head was that me paying you 55,000, you negotiated the contract for me. I got at least through you helping, the number in my head was like $15,000 lower. And through your negotiation, you got me to get the payment up front, which that was another thing. I was like, well, if they pay me at the end of the, no, like they were trying to pay me later. You got that payment for me before I even started the service. I was like, I'm not doing no work until the check clears. (laughs) Like until I get that check in hand. So like, I think thinking about like how big the contract is and then rationing that by saying like, this is 5,500 or whatever it is, but you're negotiating it for me. You're getting me a higher rate. You're increasing my rate by $15,000 that you advocated for, for me to get. So it was tough for me, especially as a frugal person, but I definitely think it's worth the investment. And you're not going to be successful if you're not willing to make some investments in bettering yourself. Yep. And what's so interesting to me is that was on one contract. So just one of the agreements, we got over $15,000 more for the agreement. And then we've done three at this point because you all now she doesn't like at the beginning, you were like, I already talked to him about the rate. I'm like, don't do that no more. message me first. We'll throw out some rates. We'll figure out what we'll need to do. We'll go from there. But yeah, so the return on investment is critical. And that is a really big piece of it. Because if you want someone to show you how to build a practice where you go from 20K to six figures, or when you're building out programs where you can sell them at $30,000, $20,000, $50,000 or more, then you can't be like, okay, my budget is $500. Like, that's just what it is, because I can't teach you to value your time and I don't value mine. And that's really important. And for some folks, you all got to be really careful about hiring people who don't value time Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be able to help you level up either. If you can pay for if you can hire them for one hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, I think you get what you pay for. (laughs) And then for me, I've done that where I've worked with somebody that I was an acquaintance with and her rate was really low, which I liked, but also what bothered me, she didn't have any testimonials. So I was like hesitant, but I was like, oh, I know her. And it was the most horrible experience ever. And I like to support black women, but it was the worst experience to the point where, you know, she was in another country trying to help me. And every time we had a scheduled call, she just It was issues with her being able to log on. I felt like I wasn't getting my money's worth. And if I'm paying you, it was like $500 um, that I paid her. I'm not getting my money's. And it was to the point where we're like, I'm like, I need my money back because I'm, I haven't, you haven't helped me. And in my mind, I was like, well, that's what I get for going with someone because I'm like, oh, I want to help another black woman. And what were you getting help with at that point? Business development. Business development. Okay. Yeah. So media strategy, stuff that I already knew that I could Google. It wasn't really like novel information and helping me to grow my business because it was right when I started and trying to help me find clients and do all of these things. And I don't feel like I really got anything out of it. And then she was always late for the meetings. Like you said, not valuing the time, but it's like you get what you pay for. Here's the other thing. If I'm charging $500, how many clients do I have to have to reach my monthly goals? Like there's no way I'm going to be able to provide the level of service that I need to provide. And a lot of the folks who are coming to the retreat they're like, oh my God, I got my box. This is so organized. Your people reached out. I did this. And I'm like, because I have a team, but I got to pay them. And the only way I'm able to do that is by charging a rate where I don't mind going above and beyond. We had to pay $200 to ship to someone who lived in Colombia. 
And we paid it because it, it is what it is. Like we provide a certain level of service. And through my law firm, which you're a client of, we do the same thing. Like you get reminders about your meetings. We show up. If any changes need to be made, you know what they are. We're responsive. You have a phone number. We have a receptionist. You sent like, me a voice. I loved like as we were going through my first contract, you sent me a voice memo, like explaining everything because I didn't know the legal jargon because, you know, like I felt like that was great service of just like you, not just sending me a contract here it is, but explaining each of the points and each of the sections with me was really helpful. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and that comes with someone who, because I value customer service because I'm a tough customer. I'll just tell you guys, if you want to, if you want to work with me, I'm a tough customer, but because I'm a tough customer and my back, I used to work at enterprise and customer service before law Mm -hmm. school. Like I worked at all these customer service jobs. I've had people curse me out at crazy on like my job. And I would still provide them the highest level of service. So I'm like, your client is queen or king. Like you want to be able to serve them. But what I realized very early in my entrepreneurship journey was if I'm not being well paid, I feel like I am acting as a servant in a way that I don't want to act. And I feel you'll start to resent your clients. So some of you are at a place in your business where you're like, I'm overworking. I have way too many speaking clients. I'm not seeing results. I don't like this. I don't like that. And that's because you're undercharging. So you're operating at a level that you're not graced to operate at. Like I'm not supposed to be the person answering emails from people who buy like our $19 lead-in webinar. No, no, I'm not supposed to be like, that's not what I do. (laughs) So you have to have the right people in place. But I'm glad that you got over the investment hump because that's a lot of people on the hamster wheel longer than they need to be. You could have been getting 10K per engagement. You could have been reaching a $30,000 offer, but you only want to pay, you know, a couple hundred for your coach. She yeah. ain't there. Yeah. And your exactly. coach charging 500 can't teach you with business development because they charging 500 for one-on-one. Like, come on. Yeah. What are they developing? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Exactly. And then going back to that point of, I want to see receipts. You know, she didn't have receipts, which I get, you know, starting out, you're not going to have that. You have to really build your client base. But for me, I needed to use or should have used more discernment when it came to, but I was trying to be cheap and frugal. So I think that, you know, going back to that point of like, you get what you pay for. And if you're willing to make the investment, then it's going to, you know, help your business in so many different ways. Yep. No, 100% will. 100% will. So what would you say to the person out there who's like, they don't know whether or not they should work with me as a speaking coach and they're kind of apprehensive. What would you say to them? Who do you think I'm right for? Because you know my personality at this point. (laughs) I mean, check your receipts. Just through your podcast, people can get so much information. So I think definitely anyone, like you're great because you're a great motivator, but particularly for women, I think that sometimes getting us past the point of undervaluing ourselves and like, I should stop being humble. You know, like we have to brag on ourselves ourselves sometimes and and realize how much we're worth. So I think that anybody trying to like level up in their business, but you're good with like helping us understand, helping me understand processes and what will help my business to become more efficient. I literally think anyone who wants their business to be more efficient, but also how to find clients. Like there's so many different things that you help that I know that are your expertise, but like finding clients, like where they're coming from, how to reach out to them. What's the suggested language? Like, I think you are so helpful in all of those aspects. And while I learn a lot from your podcast, learning from you, because on your podcast, you interview a lot of people. I think there's a higher level of value I place in learning from you because you've worked with a lot of clients, you've worked with a lot of people. And just, I know that there's so many things you've learned along the way. So I would say anyone trying to help their business be more profitable, but also just being more efficient, because I know you're not about the, yeah. you know, do 10. Yeah, definitely. The efficiency is key because that's going to be what will take you from having a one-time client to having multiple, multiple, multiple clients. So I loved working with you. And then I know that you know a lot of other DEI consultants or people who are in this speaking industry that don't have their contracts drafted by a lawyer, which is crazy to me, but I know why people do it to save money or they just sign the corporation's contract. And what you all don't know about doing that is you are signing away all of the rights to all of your programs in perpetuity, which means forever. So what would you say to that person who's like, I don't know if we should hire mobile general counsel or even get a lawyer to work on our contracts. What would you say to them? I mean, if you're not afraid of your intellectual property being stolen or being taken or being used without you being adequately compensated, then you can use your own contract. But two things that you taught me, honestly, before working with you, Ashley, I was like allowing my clients to record the workshops and trainings. 
And that was such a huge mistake because if you're recording it, you're showing other employees who knows you could implement this into your on the job training and you're showing people continuously and I'm not getting compensated. You paid me a one time fee. So like even small things like that, that are essentially going to protect you, your intellectual property. If that's not of a concern of concern to you, then I think that, you know, you could decide not to go with you, Ashley. But I think that if that's a concern, which should be to any business owner, um, then you could definitely consider protection for your business because you don't want to create all of this content and then see it's being repackaged and repurposed without adequately compensating you or without your knowledge. So I, I just think like the intellectual property piece is so important. And for me, I don't have a law background or a legal background. I don't know the jargon. I don't understand the legal jargon that they're using. So there are so many like little hidden clauses and things when you're using their contracts that I just think it's just worth the cost to just have somebody, a professional look at it. Yeah, 100%. Well, I just want to say congratulations because at the end of the day, you could have decided not to take any of my advice to just go on Google and download some contract from somewhere or use a family law lawyer to do your business contract because you're related. Like you could have done anything. Like, so I just commend you on taking that next step and then not being afraid of the level up. And then I also want to commend you on the level at which you've stepped fully into it because now it's like, you didn't just do it one time you're like, okay, well, I don't think we should do that again. You're like, all right, every single time, let's get more money. This is going to be good. And it's about what the money symbolizes. And what a lot of people would say is, oh, well, the money, it's not all about the money, blah, blah, blah. But when you're a a DEI consultant or an anti-racism professional specifically, there's no way to talk about racism and prejudice and discrimination without also talking about the ways in which it has left our people economically disadvantaged. And if we continue that, even through the contracting phase, you don't want to give your client the wrong impression about about what you're going to allow and permit. Yeah. You gotta teach them early. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like the best example to me. If you really care about and you're about that life, like you're going to adequately and fairly compensate me. And a lot of companies are not at that level, but it takes somebody like you. It's taken to help me realize that so that I can help them realize it. You know, I think it's just I'm excited for the point that my business is at. And I know I couldn't have done it without you. So I know like I don't thank you enough. Uh, But I definitely couldn't have done it without you. You know, I have enjoyed working with you. You're a great person, an awesome friend. I'm so excited about us continuing work together and just seeing the ultimate growth. Like, I can't wait till we switch out that uh, check in the frame for an even bigger one. (laughs) But where can people find you and stay connected with you? I'm usually on LinkedIn or Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Janice J. Nice. And on on LinkedIn, I'm uh, Janice Gassam Asare. Awesome. Well, I will put the links to all of your stuff. I'll update the description with all of your links. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and joining in. And Dr. Gassam, I'm sure we'll see you soon. And I can't wait to see you in October at the retreat. Yeah. yeah, in just a few weeks. I'm excited. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of you in here. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for joining. Of course. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Wasn't that interview amazing? If you're anything like me, you have pages full of notes. But here's the thing. Before you head out, I want you to go to Facebook.com and join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. That is where I am. That's where a ton of other speakers are, a ton of other people who listen to the show. All We all congregate there and chat. And it's 100% free. Now, if you're ready to take your speaking career to the next level, I have two ways for you to do that. One, you can go to AshleyNicoleKirkwood.com slash SYWTC live replay and pick up the live replay. That training is seven modules, chock full of information. It's crazy. Go over there, read all about it. Or if you want a more personal experience, you're already, you already know that you want to be a speaker. You're ready to fully commit and you want someone to walk you through it and save you tons of time Googling and doing it on your own, then book a VIP day with me. You can go to AshleyNicoleKirkwood.com, scroll down until you see the VIP day section and get more information on that there. All right. Thank you guys again for watching. Please do not forget to leave us a review. That is how we keep this train rolling and get some of the best speakers in the world to get on this show. So please, please, please leave a review. Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram and Facebook in the Speaker Way to Cash group, Instagram at, at the Ashley Nicole Show. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you and say hi. All right, y'all have an awesome, awesome day. <laughs>